Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Curtis is the Lady Gaga of Tennessee. Well, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I didn't see nearly as much as I would like to have seen, but I saw lots of lots of bands that I didn't know who they were. And you saw Paul McCartney. And I saw, but I saw Paul McCartney and I saw Diana Ross. And frankly, that was. I think that's enough. But you've been working with a legend, haven't you? Because you've just been on tour with one Barry Manilow. Wow. I have indeed, yes. Yes. Are we definitely recording? I didn't we get are. a thing that said you're recording. Yes. yes. No. We are we definitely recording. recording. All right. All right. I don't want you to fuck this up. Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> the more we fuck it up, the more we enjoy it, Curtis. Good, good, good. <laughs> um, uh, yes, I've been out. I, I just got home uh, two nights ago from a, a UK tour with with Baza, Baza. with Mister Man with Mister Manilow, and it was a it was a hell of a lot of fun. It was nice to be uh, back in an arena after uh, quite a while. So it was uh, singing for twenty thousand people doesn't suck. No, I and is he a doesn't. nice man? He he is very nice, very kind to me. Has always been lovely. We met. Uh, Barry and I met back in the 90s when I was on Arista Records and mm-hmm. he basically was Arista Records. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first single that Arista Records ever released was Mandy by by Barry Manilow. His first, and it was wow. a massive hit, obviously. And so so he sort of he was the he was the artist that built Arista. I met him then. He was very kind. And then years later in the early aughts, when I started putting out jazz records, uh, I started seeing comments in, in interviews and things uh, by Barry Manilow saying he loved my records. I mean, he was like sort of, you know, promoting me as, uh, uh, and so I, I reached out to him after many years and just said, thank you. And um, at that point I started working with his manager uh, uh, for a little while anyway. And I, I toured with him back then, but sort of back I, 20, 20 years ago, something like that, 18 years ago, I opened for him uh, an entire UK tour and an entire uh, American tour as well. So I, I had done this before, uh, but, but then he was very nice to make a long story short. He was very kind to me. Then he's very kind to me now always when he sees me 
walks over to me, gives me a hug and says, I love your music. I love what you do. He's like, he's very, very adamant about that. So, uh, you know, it's, there's no accounting for his taste, but he likes me. <laughs> and obviously it would be much better for the podcast if you revealed exclusively that he was an absolute arsehole, but we can't have anything. Yeah. No, no I mean, I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure he has his moments. I mean, you know, they, uh, anybody who is that famous yeah. and is under that kind of pressure and has been doing it for that long certainly has had their diva moments. Mm -hmm. I know that there are people that, you know, maintain that I am an asshole because of that one morning on, on, you know, GM TV mm -hmm. when I looked at them funny, you know, so, uh, um, yeah. but, but no, he, he's always been nothing but a, but a gentleman. And, and the other thing about Barry Manilow that people don't realize or, or just forget is that not only is he that icon that stands up there and, you know, it just does that thing. Um, he's also a great musician and a great arranger. I mean, he came up writing songs. He came up arranging. So all the all the stuff that you hear on stage, he arranges that. And every now and then, you know, I would watch a sound check and he'd go out and change the arrangement completely and say, no, play a B flat there. And I mean, he's a he's like a he's a muso mm -hmm. and so he's a lot of fun to hang out with for somebody like me i you know we we sit around and talk about uh you know jazz records or uh you know cool cool musicians we like and though in, so in terms of being on tour and all this kind of stuff does he have to have security how did how do you kind of oh, manage yeah. going from one place to the next and keeping fans at bay and all that kind of stuff well, he, he has a huge staff. Obviously. I mean, he has a whole, it's like an, an army of people that follow him around and uh, um, he's sort of whisked from here to there. You don't, you don't really see him very much sort of when you're on tour, he's got his own little, his own little spot that he hangs out. Cause he, you know, people would want to hang out with him all the time and, mm -hmm. and be with him. So he, he gets whisked off at the end of the show and uh, um, kind of sneaks in, but, uh, but uh, uh I know where he is. <laughs> I know his secret location. I think I know where he might have been, mm. the plastic surgeons, because I think he's had a wee bit of work done and good for him. Daddy. Just, well, you know, yeah. there, there, are, there are lots. I, 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 can't, I can't speak for it, but, uh, you know, he, he did turn 79 <gasps> on tour. And when you wow. when you hit seventy nine, you can do it ever the hell you want. Exactly, oh, no, whatever I'm you totally want. Totally with you. I we mean, sang happy birthday to Maka because he turned eighty. Yeah, so, yeah. Paul McCartney turned eighty. It, it's like the thing with Madonna that I mean, I've mentioned this before on the podcast that you know generations don't you know generations younger don't realize what a trailblazer she was you know for women for equal pay for for gay rights and all that kind of stuff mm -hmm. and she I think enjoys a a little visit here and there to <laughs> a friend and I think that's totally okay you know it's the same with Elton John he's Elton John of course he's not going to come in wearing you know Primark joggies or all that kind yeah. of stuff and I think when you earned that legendary status you can look how you want well i think you because uh bruce keeps recommending that i go and get touched up in the plastic surgery well, department i mean <laughs> she she gets touched up on her own i'm but there's no work involved because i, I hear yeah. she's very lazy at the physical <laughs> um but no I've, I've suggested a peel and maybe a bit of a slicing but you know it's not about jojo today how did you were you a musical child 
I loved music as a kid. Yeah. I mean, th th there were two things I did a lot of um, uh, that, you know, both involved sitting around and listening. One was listening to records. I was that kid who was always at the record store after school. I, I went to the shop, you know, straight from school. Uh, I you know, didn't really, I mean, I had some friends, but I wasn't popular by any means. I was a little bit, I was a bit sort of a chubby kid and, and, and that, you know, allowed me to, to love music. The other thing that I'd listened to a hell of a lot of, and I think I'm not just um, blowing smoke up your skirt, um, it was comedy. I have always been obsessed with stand-up comics. I just loved, I mean, I had my mother for some reason brought home when I was in third grade. So that's like, I mean, it's eight years old or something. Mm -hmm. My mother brings home a couple of records one day and they're just sitting on the counter and it's, Albert Brooks, an Albert Brooks album. And uh, he wasn't, he isn't really known as a stand-up comedian, but he was a, a great, a brilliant stand-up comedian, but all, you know, also famous actor was in broadcast news and made all those great movies. So she brought home an Albert Brooks uh, thing called comedy plus one. Um, and Richard Pryor's that N words crazy, mm -hmm. which I mean, first of all, that, that I got to listen to that record when I was eight years old is mm. absolutely not right. And my mother should be thrown in prison <laughs> for it. Um, but it, but it really, it, it, it sent me on this path. I also watched a lot of, um, a lot of, uh, uh, the tonight show, Johnny Carson was my hero. I wanted to be a talk show host. I still want to be a talk show host. That's what I mean. You're doing what, you know, what I would love to do if I wasn't so lazy. Um, and it's just easier for me to play guitar and sing on my show. But, uh, um, but I, I, so I always, I saw all the comedians as they came through that, that mill that he had, uh, you know, he, he created uh, careers for comedians. If, if you went on Carson and he laughed, you were a star. Well, yeah. and, uh, 100% so, it made you, didn't it? That's what happened with Joan Rivers, I yeah. think. Yeah. That's oh, yeah. Correct. She got a break on Carson. Mm -hmm. Another one that well, looked very, very different back in the day. <laughs> as she became legendary, yeah, I, she, she, she altered herself. She, she evolved. Oh, yes. she did. She, she, she did. But it's interesting did. you talk of comedy and comedians um, because your, your taste is questionable because you know Fred Macaulay, don't you? <laughs> well, you can't, you can't be right about everything. No, no. But that's the first time I met you Mr. backstage Fred. at the stand. And it was Indeed. you and lovely Fred. And I think Aileen was there and Janie Godley was yes. there. All right. And Janie, that was... Then that was the night that I met you and I met Janie Godley. Yeah. And that was the um, worst night of my life. Thank you, Judge. I hear you. <laughs> so how did, it, how did it come about that you and Fred became friends? I met Fred on his radio show years ago when right. he was uh, uh, Radio Scotland. And um, I would go in there, you know, get up at an ungodly hour uh, mm -hmm. to uh, to go uh, promote, to flog my wares, to promote my shows. And uh, he kept having me back. He was always anytime I came to Glasgow, he'd, he'd put me on the air. And uh, I, I got a kick out of him. I thought he was he's he's so smart. He's mm -hmm. such a he's such a good guy. He's uh, he's he's. Um, you know, fun to talk to. So I stayed in touch with him. And, um, and then after he left the radio, we just sort of stayed in touch. I just would email him every now and then text him when I was coming to town. And uh, that night, I think that was the first time I, I actually, you know, broke bread with Fred and Aileen. I think um, we, we went out to dinner that night. I mean, they took me to a wonderful restaurant in, in Glasgow and then we came to the stand and it was, it was, that was a wonderful night. That really was, you were, you were so 
fucking funny. Uh, and, uh, um, you know, that, that's true, actually. Was it? Was it? Well, do you know what? I mean, everybody has to have their day in the sun. You just got lucky that night, Curtis. Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, a broken clock is, is right twice a day, right? Is that yes, what and a, a travelling Glastonbury is filled with thrush, but we'll move on. Shut up. I'm always fascinated as well when people are so successful, like yourself, Curtis, that you do sort of have these ambitions or ideas of other careers that you would love to have and the idea of being a talk show host, would you ever oh. consider doing stand-up comedy? It's so terrifying. I mean, I do it sort of, I mean, you know, in a very half-assed chicken shit way because mm-hmm. I can, if I get in trouble, I can just sing a song, mm-hmm. you know, but I, I do my best to, you know, I've created a show that includes a, a, a joke here and there. And uh, the band is sick of that same joke about my <laughs> ex-wife every night. But, uh, um, but honestly, the, it is um, stand up is I think one of the most impressive and terrifying creative arts that I know of. I mean, just to be, you've got nothing. You don't have a saxophone hanging around your neck or a guitar. You don't have the ability to just go and, and, you know, get out of your bad joke or your, 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 you have to stand there and listen to crickets sometimes. And so, you know, and, and every, you know, I, I read a lot of um, uh, memoirs and, and books by, by, comedians. And, uh, that's the thing that always I get, I mean, I, I break out in sweat when I hear about those sets where it was just the worst set ever. And I would have quit. I would, I mean, I hate, I've, I've maybe auditioned four or five times in my life for things. Um, and every time was the worst experience. I hate that. And that's what it feels like standing on stage and hearing crickets would mm. be like, you know, mm. just that, uh, no, uh, but, but you know, you, that's how you develop a, that's how you, I mean, I'm telling you how to develop a routine in case you were wondering <laughs> yeah, what, what, what I'm goes into being stand for any advice because I'm <laughs> sure. something of a lost soul. Um, can I ask you the auditions that you went on, were those for like TV sitcoms? Um, the, the ones that I went on were more like TV commercials. Mm-hmm. I, I never really did um, audition for any proper st- stuff like that. I, I never had a, an agent that sent me out on movie auditions or TV auditions, which is, is, is best. I mean, I, I perhaps at a certain point was, you know, had enough success and was, you know, quote famous enough that I could have gotten, you know, a role or two and just sucked. You know, I could have, I mean, so I avoided not being, I avoided being a terrible actor. Um, I'm not good with scripts. I'm, I, I like to, I, I just like to go, you know, mm. I just like Hello, to, Bruce. you know, I like to go. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's like looking in a mirror for me. Um, I want to ask you about Ronnie Scott's cause you, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you've said that that's one of your very favorite places to play. Um, it is. What is it? And funnily enough, I'd mentioned Lady Gaga glibly, but she really enjoys Ronnie Scott. What is it about Ronnie Scott's that makes it the shiz? The shiz. It's, um, it's, it's the ideal, just physically, mm-hmm. um, geographically, it's the ideal, uh, sort of dark, 
um, cool jazz club. It's got the, you know, the, the red leather banquettes and it's got the seats up close. And then there's the seats around the side, which are still close, but you know, it's big enough that you can sell enough tickets. I mean, Lady Gaga does not play there to make a living. Lady Gaga no. plays goes there to, you know, to sort of create a buzz about some record or, or tour that she's mm. doing or movie that she's doing. I mean, I actually make my living there. Um, and, uh, uh it, it's, it just has a thing. Uh, it, I hated it before um, the the smoking ban. I, I could not go. It was such a miserable place. And the other, I played around the corner at the Pizza Express Jazz Club, which is a very cool, very nice jazz club as well, just uh, down at uh, in Dean Street. But uh, um, but the, the Ronnie's with Smoke was just miserable, you know. And it was also in that in that era. Um, it was kind of, it was kind of rough around the edges. I mean, it, 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 it started to get a bit threadbare. The, 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 the guys at the front door were always very thuggish. They just were terrifying. You'd go in and say, can I come in? And they, they'd say, oi, a lot. I don't know why I, I didn't, I didn't realize they were, they were Jewish, but anyway, thank you. Hey, yeah, hang him here all week. Um, that was not funny. That was not funny at all. Um, I'm laughing, anyway, but probably for all the wrong I, reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You're laughing at. It's good. It's, that is, it's almost as good as with. It's, it's funny that you mentioned the smoking ban because I remember doing a gig after the smoking ban in the stand in Edinburgh. A guy came up to me and went, Jesus, it was bad enough before just having to listen to you, but now I can see you. You went, I'm never coming back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. That was great. That's beautiful. I, I, I owned, um, for a very short time here, in I live in Boise, Idaho, a small city in, in the northwest part of the States. This is where I grew up. I moved off to New York for 16 years, um, you know, got married, had a kid, came back to raise the kid, got divorced, still have the kid, but she lives in New York now. The oh, wow. Bitch. But uh, <laughs> she stole my she stole my dream life. But uh, oh, I'm, um, I'm glad but, you're dealing with it well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you but, don't uh, seem bitter at all. It's I know. No, I'm, 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 I'm doing and... fine with with. But 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 I but I for, for I. I was asked if I wanted to go in on buying a bar in Boise, Idaho, and it was down on main street. It's a, it's a very cool place that I used to play and I'd always loved it. And it was going to, it was going to close or turn into a, a, a women's clothing store or something. So I, I got in on board and I said, the only way I do it is if, if it becomes non-smoking because before then at that point, we didn't have a smoking ban here. We do now. So we, we made it non-smoking. It pissed off a lot of the regulars and we had twice as many people in the place because people, came back because of the smoke. Mm -hmm. But the thing that the, the other one of the other owners, kind of the, the main owner who owns several bars, said to me one night, he, he, we were standing and he said, you know, I don't really like it. You can smell the old people now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah the, all the other smells. When the smoke, smoking man came in, it was, yeah, you, yeah, the, you yeah. could smell the urine and all the rest of it. But I have to say, <laughs> even as a smoker, I prefer not being able to smoke inside because it is really just gets into everything. It's horrible. It's, it really does. And, the, and those, those regulars that were all pissed off about it eventually came around and took me aside and said, yeah, I actually kind of like going outside and having a cigarette. It's, it's, it's a, it's a little more pleasant kind of breaks up the evening. Yeah. So good work kid. Yeah. It was the, so the first time I went to New York was the first time I'd been in a non-smoking restaurant. The ban hadn't come in in Scotland and it was uh, so much nicer yeah. to have food in yeah. um, just because it wasn't honking and people coughing their guts up and gobbing spleens <laughs> across the bar. Have you ever <laughs> smoked, Curtis? Is it something that you ever did at any point? No. 
I, I, I tried really hard to smoke cigarettes when I was a, you know, a kid I tried, mm. and it was just, it just, I, I could not do it. It was agony. Um, I've smoked other things, um, mm. quite a bit, um, over the years. Um, but, uh, that's, it's part of my job description. So uh. it's written into my, it's, it's written into my job description as a jazz musician to smoke pot. It's not illegal in Boise. <laughs> it's illegal in Boise. It's I illegal. never, ever do it here, ever. Mm-hmm. Ever. And that's in case the mayor of Boise is listening. listening. (laughs) Can I ask you a question? Because in Pink Flamingos, the divine film, there is a point to this. They go (laughs) on a day trip to Boise. Are you near um, uh, where Maryland, Maryland? Um, no, no, sorry. Okay, <laughs> no, no, that would have been a long, that yeah. would have been a very long road trip. That would have been a three day, four right. day road trip. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I love that. I, I, I haven't, I saw that, but it's been many, 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 many years. So I don't remember oh, the, the road trip to Boise, but, uh, um, but no, that would be, uh, we're on the other end of the, we're, we're closer to sort of Seattle and Portland, uh, out, out in the Northwest part of the States. Yeah. But, uh, on the tour, Divine with, could get away with anything. On the, <laughs> Sorry, go on. On the tour on. with Manolo, where where was one of the where was your favorite place to play? Glasgow. Shut up. Well, of course, Glasgow. Are you kidding? <laughs> what really? What are you kidding? No, it was. It's all. I mean, it's always a riot in Glasgow. I mean, people are insane there. I mean, people. The, the audiences are just. You know, whether they're better or not, I can't say. But they are louder mm-hmm. and and funnier. And uh, no, it was it was lovely. That's a, and it's a it's a beautiful place. That that uh, that hall. I mean. I played in the, I played in the old, is it NEC or SECC? Yeah. So I played in that old one, which was just a big box. That was the first place I think I played. Well, the first place I played my own gig in, in Glasgow was at that place. I mean, I was, I hit the ground running as a, you know, as a, as a pop artist, I, I, I was playing the big places. First place I played in Glasgow actually though, was at, um, um, was outdoors with Rod Stewart playing, uh, um, uh, you know, a soccer, a football, excuse me, a football stadium. What was, what would that have been? What were the football stadium? Hamden. No, is there another Celtic one? Celtic Park. The one in Falkirk. Okay. You're totally missing. You, you don't, neither of you go to a lot of football games. I'm, no, I'm it's against my religion. Mm. <laughs> I'm and I'm a, a girl. girl. <laughs> and I'm a girl. <laughs> <laughs> She's the world's oldest girl. <laughs> oh. Easy. <laughs> no, it, um, it's, it's interesting because all performers say, and I mean, I remember even going back to comedians, Jimmy Carr had always said he records his DVD in Glasgow because they're the best audiences. Yeah. Um, or the worst. They either love you or hate you. I mean, there is no middle ground. Well, and they can also be a bit too much. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I played at a, at a smaller um, club back in the early aughts or mid aughts uh, playing my jazz thing, which at that point in particular was very much a listening thing. I mean, I don't, I never play stand-up gigs. I, I just don't play stand-up gigs anymore. And this was a stand-up club and they were just drunk and they yapped and they screamed. They loved us, but it was too much, you know, um, because it wasn't set up correctly. And if you've got them sitting, then at least you can kind of control them. But if there's, you know, sort of drunk ladies up front, you know, <laughs> they never said that, but I just wanted to show you how bad my Scottish that accent was is. like an ex. You nailed it from <laughs> our own river city, which is a soap opera. That was very on brand for someone in the tall ship. And um, what's Rod like? He seems a funny little fellow. Looks a bit like a Riddler. He, um, 
he and I never really had any no. sort of, I met him once I played, I opened for him several times mm. back then and, and uh, throughout the nineties. But I mean, there was a, there was a, just a drop of million names. I was in 95, my, my second record came out and Elton, who's always been very sweet to me, mm. he sort of made it, made it, so that I not only got to do a, a gig uh, in the opening of the Gianni Versace store, it was this wow. massive tall building and, or, you know, a big a five or six story building, all, all Gianni Versace. Um, I played the thing. And then afterwards he threw a party for Gianni at some fancy restaurant in the, in the, uh, Chelsea. And I got there and it was two long tables and it was everybody who was famous oh, that you would John ever Collins think about. Was there. Joan Collins was there. Yes. I swear she was there. Yes, she was there. She was. And, uh, yes, no, I remember and, the event. And uh, um, uh, um, um, I was sitting next to Helena Bonham Carter, huh. mm-hmm. uh, and which was just lovely. She was absolutely adorable and, and funny. Um, uh, uh, George Michael was just a couple of seats down. He told me my hair looked terrible. I thought that was nice of him. Um, <laughs> so a lot of very famous people. I got up at one point and walked down the the the, the, the table that I was at to get to go to the loo and there I see um uh, uh uh you know the guy who wrote all the uh, uh Andrew Lloyd Webber talking to Rod Stewart and I just said hey hello Rod and he's like uh, just looked at me like he had no I, I had opened for him two nights before wow. you know I'd been talking to his wife I mean maybe that was it I was talking to his <laughs> wife you know what I mean was his but wife yeah, he, the, sorry was his wife then Rachel was Hunter not, she, Rachel wasn't, and she was not at the thing. She was at home with the kids, I guess, so, wow. um, which is maybe w- where I should have been. But um, anyway, sorry, I'm being a pig. <laughs> no, but that's uh, bad because uh, it is interesting when you, you are sort of in this, in with all these kind of mm-hmm. incredibly famous people mm-hmm. and the places that you play. Is there a venue that you haven't played that you would absolutely love to play? If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural-looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural-looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improve jawline definition for a smooth, sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am, but Noom worked for me. 
Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hmm. I, I never played Carnegie Hall and that, you know, I mean, that's sort of the, it's, it's a little bit, uh, I mean, it doesn't sound very good, but I mean, it would be nice to be able to say I played Carnegie Hall. We've but got I, one in Dunfermline. We've got Carnegie Hall in Dunfermline. I've played there many times. I love <laughs> Carnegie Hall. Now so? that's the real Carnegie Hall. Um, no, I love the, I, the, I, I must've played in, at the Dunfermline uh, Carnegie Hall six, six or seven times. That's a great place. And a lovely little town too. I mean, it's just, it's just, just that one little strip, but uh, yeah, uh, I haven't played there in a while because I've been doing the, uh, the Edinburgh jazz festival a lot. And they, they frown on me playing that close to Edinburgh. Uh, oh, you know, do when, they? When I'm, when, when I'm on. Yeah. Precious. Yeah, there's a, yeah, there's a, like a, you know, a hundred mile thing that in, in most contracts, it doesn't allow you to play that close. What music do you listen to in the car, you know, at the gym, in the house? I never go to the gym. Good. I don't believe in gyms, but uh, but I ride I ride my bike and I have these glasses that have speakers in them, which is I couldn't recommend that more highly. I listen to a lot of singer songwriters. I'm not really a I'm a, I'm a jazz musician. I, I I'm supposed to be listening to jazz, but I listen to um, these people that most I mean, especially uh, you know Scots and Brits wouldn't even know uh, about a guy called Jason Isbell, who's one of my favorite singer songwriters, and he's they're they're these guys that they, they make a, a lot of money and sell a lot of records to a certain crowd, okay. but I don't really, I don't tend to listen to kind of what's, what's popular on the radio. And I also don't sort of tend to listen to new jazz artists. I listen to a lot of Ray Charles, a lot of Bonnie Raitt, a lot of John Hyatt. Um, that's the kind of stuff. I just love good songs. Mm. And so I'm always looking, I'm always looking for, uh, for cool, uh, songs, uh, um, uh, you know, that I can maybe turn into, to, turn into jazz things. That sounds fabulous. Have you ever played Glastonbury? I have not. No, I've never really played the big, uh, um, the big, the big festivals. It doesn't really, I mean, I, Does it not I, I appeal? Because I think that festivals are something that either appeal to people or don't. I don't like going to them. Um, and it's not, especially with the, again, the music that I play tends to be, pretty listeny, you know, it, it, mm. it, it's, it's something you've got to sort of sit down so I can tell my stories. Mm. And I mean, I talk a lot in between songs. I set songs up. I, you know, I, 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 you know, I back announce them. I, you know, it's, it's part of, it's, it's a show, you know, and it's different every night, but it's still, there's, there's a spot for this and there's a spot mm-hmm. for that. And when you're standing in front of a bunch of people, you know, waving, uh, blow us, uh, blow up sex dolls and, uh, you know, and, and Ukrainian flags and, and things, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's great, but it, it, uh, this is me saying, oh, no, I wouldn't want to play Glastonbury. Oh, that's beneath me. It was funny because Did I was watching. Tents? I was um, <laughs> um, I was watching the Pet Shop Boys at Glastonbury and in the front there was a flag that said Orgy here and an arrow down. 
Um, so I understand what you're saying about <laughs> the sex doll thing, which actually on the streets of Nottingham, a lot of women wander around with sex dolls. Really? Yeah. I don't understand that. Is that a, is that a joke? No, 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 not everything's a joke, Curtis. Sometimes you have to take life seriously. <laughs> Thank you. And just some Fuck women that. wandering around with sex dolls. Well, maybe they've just got fed up of men. I don't know. Oh, let's not. That's for another day, love. I know that you've not got fed up of men. Uh, you are a dog lover, dad to Hank, and you also have Ruby the dog, or is Ruby no, your Ruby's real child? A- no, Ruby's my daughter. How dare oh, you, Oh, right. Sir. Sorry. No, 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 no. No, we've got, we've got four dogs, actually. We started the pandemic with three dogs, uh, uh, and Hank is... Um, Hank's a Yorkie poo, a Yorkshire yes. terrier mixed with poodle. And he basically, he's a poodle. He's this little white fluffy thing and he can stand on his hind legs as long as he wants to. He can dance around. He's got a um, lovely guy. Uh, um, my, my wife, uh, when, when we, we, uh, when we got together had boo and boo is an even smaller dog, but uh, Hank's five pounds. Boo is about two and a half pounds and oh, she's wow. a, a Morky. And it's just, I mean, she's, she's barely, she, you can, she, she's barely there. She's What's 14. She's got a Maltese. It's a Maltese Yorkie. Yeah. Yorkshire Terrier. But, but she looks like an incredibly underfed, tiny Yorkshire Terrier. She's just like this. And she's vicious. She is by far the smallest dog and she's 14. She's got no teeth except for molars in the back. And the rest of the other three dogs are terrified of her. She, she runs the joint. And then we've got a, Louis is a six year old, um, a Portuguese water dog. He's lovely, beautiful brown and white uh, por- uh, por- Portuguese water You're dog. You're inventing the- names of dogs. No, I've the- never heard of a Portuguese am, water the dog. The Obamas had the first Portuguese water dog okay. in the White House. They did, yeah, yeah. They they were um they were actually bred to um to, I, I kid you not to uh to for for uh, Portuguese fishermen they would they would deliver messages between boats. They were they're great swimmers. They have oh, they wow. have uh, they have webbed toes and their fur sort of just froze off the water really fast. They dry oh. out really quick. And they also apparently can. I mean, they're really smart. They can understand a certain like a a, a large number of words. Mm-hmm. They you know they can actually retain. Uh, words um, and they uh, apparently I kid you not they they would herd fish into nets that's oh. the story with oh. them um, they also uh, crap a lot I, <laughs> I know that because I pick up a lot of dog crap um, our fourth dog our fourth dog is uh, uh, since we started this is Stanley and Stanley is a um, what is he he's a Bernie doodle <laughs> there's another name you haven't heard he's a Bernese mountain dog uh-huh. and a large poodle and he's he's he, he's a very big dog he weighs about 70 pounds and he's lovely but he came he came along because my wife runs a homeless shelter and during the pandemic she'd be up in the middle of the night you know taking calls and saving lives and trying to get you know homeless people who were tested positive into the the COVID shelter and all. It was just crazy. So she'd be up a lot and couldn't get back to sleep. So she'd go online and she was surfing one night and came upon this auction for a, a, a charity that she's fond of. And 
just to bid up the price of this one auction item. She just, she bid on this, uh, this puppy. And of course, no one else fucking bid. So we ended up with a fourth dog who is lovely and just adorable. Um, although, you know, he's, he's a puppy, so he eats trees and things. He's, uh, he's a bit much. Anyway, that's the end of the dog, uh, the dog talk, unless you, you want to talk about it. You were driving the podcast, Curtis. Sorry. But <laughs> <laughs> I, I forget when is a guest, not a guest. <laughs> Next on my uh, podcast, do, do you, Bruce? You have a you have a dog. Right? I do. I have her here. She's I underneath have, the table. I, I have a jackadoodle. Um, so she's oh. Come we actually we actually have a listener uh, who is has instructed us so whenever we have guests on who have dogs that oh. they want a description of of the oh, dogs. Oh, so look! Okay. What's her name? Smidgen. Smidgen. She's sixteen and a half. So oh Jesus! Yeah, yeah, she's the Joan Collins. Girl, you look good. There you go. Has she any? Has she had work done? <laughs> yes, she. Um, she's very good friendly with the singer. You might know his name's Barry, and um, they, they go to the same doctor. Closer to the microphone. Oh, sorry, sorry. Did Did you hear any yes. of that? Well, in a yeah, we did. We right. did. Thank you, Curtis. I'm glad someone's paying attention. I'm just being screamed at <laughs> yes, by two yes, yeah, harridans. <laughs> no, I was a harlot earlier. <laughs> They're like the twins from the Witches of Eastwick. <laughs> when are you, you back too. in Don't the UK? <laughs> Um, uh, not that long. Uh, I'll, I'm playing at the Edinburgh Jazz Festival on yes. July 16th. Fabulous. So oh. two, two weeks, two and a half weeks from now. I'm, we, um, my, my pianist and I are doing a duo, a couple of nights, uh, just playing duo in Ballycotton, Ireland, which mm. is near, near Cork. Near I've Cork. Never been I know but, uh, where it is yeah. because I used to, many years ago, I was a au pair at Ballymaloo, which is the fabulous oh. hotel there. And cookery school and Ballycotton's just along the road. Ballymaloo, the Allen family. family. Rachel Allen. Rachel Allen's cookery school, world famous. Oh, I love her. Nice. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I'm very good friends with them. I wonder if there's a... I wonder if there's a restaurant. There's oh, there's a, a beautiful restaurant. Oh, yeah. talking of my friend Wayne Elias, who lives yeah. in Bridgend, you had the best mushy peas in some place in Porthcawl. That's correct, isn't it? Yes, indeed. Yes, yes indeed. Porth it's not Call. like he's stalking um, you or anything, Bruce. That sounds that, creepy. No, well, I talk. I, 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 I give up a lot of information on my Twitter feed. So yeah, we were um, right behind the theater. There was a, a little, uh, just a, you know, I mean, just a walk up to the counter kind of a yeah, place. Yeah. And uh, it was gorgeous. It was, I mean, wonderful uh, fish and chips. Just, yeah. just beautiful. I think I had the haddock. Haddock. Well, that's, that's very Scottish because we have haddock in Scotland and it's more cod in England. So yeah. Wales yeah. They, probably. they had, they had the haddock choice, and I went. I went that way. Very wise. Um, they, so yeah, the, I, f- I felt felt good. The jazz festival. How long? Because I forget, obviously, because we are narcissistic, and I think of the Edinburgh Festival <laughs> as August, and that's our time. I forget that right. the festival does start beforehand. So, but the jazz festival is more than a day, isn't it? It's so are you just. It is. Are I you think, just coming in. I for think a day? it's. I'm. I'm. Yeah, it's very quick, unfortunately, uh, this time because I've got. Uh, we get in late on the fifteenth, and then we have a, we have a six a.m. flight out of the Edinburgh airport Oof. the next day on the seventeenth wow. to get to get to Germany. So it's going to really hurt. I mean, mm. I don't even really see a reason to go to bed at that point. I think you just get a, you just Keep get going. a bottle of Bally something, and you just go. You just go. <laughs> Bally bourbon. Yes, a nice Bally. bottle of malt. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just one. 
Just a single. Um, yeah. So I think uh, it will be, unfortunately it will be a short trip uh, this time around. I I've spent a lot of time in, in Edinburgh, actually. Um, the last time I was there, my daughter Ruby came with me too. We had a, we had a lovely time sort of, it was, I was, I was playing, but I was also taking uh, time off in between and hanging out with her. And we, we had some good fun showed her. I took, I gave her a tour of the, of the uh, heroin addicts. So it was nice. Oh, lovely. Yes. I educate, <laughs> educate them early. That's what I say. Yes. <laughs> I think that's in a different area from where I live. <laughs> how, old, how old is Ruby? Ruby's now 22. Oh, um, wow. She's a, she's a grown woman. Yeah. It's really, uh, it's, it just gets more and more fun too. Mm. She's just, uh, she's a riot. She's uh, she was always a great kid and she was a road kid. You know, actually she, she learned, she took her first steps in the moat house on the river Clyde, uh, which is now another hotel, but right there next to the any or the SECC. Yes, the, uh, it's now the Crown Plaza. That's exactly right, it. right. And and so she she took her first steps there when she was, I guess, one. And uh, I was on tour, and we went down uh, as we were checking out of the hotel. We'd stopped in the gift shop, and we were so excited. We told the the little lady at the, at the counter um, that that. Ruby had just, she said, oh, she's so sweet, cute, cute daughter, I had terrible <laughs> accent, sorry. Anyway, she, she, Ruby was very cute. And so she was, she was fawning over her and, and we said, well, she just took her first steps upstairs and she said, oh, just a moment. She went back and came out and I've got a wee coup for her. Oh. Uh, I, we were like, you've got. You've got what? She's a child. Don't, you know, don't get weird. She said, we've got a wee coo. And she gave her a little, a cow, of course, um, a wee coo. And it was this little stuffed coo that, she, that is still somewhere in like a, you know, in a memory box, uh, this cute little wee coo. So oh. anyway, that was the, that was the mushy part of the, the podcast. I'm, I'm loving the channeling of Mrs. Doubtfire. I know. I thought exactly the Just same. I unbelievable. Was Mrs. Doubtfire. Hello. Hello. It's funny actually because I remember I remember taking my first something or other in the uh, Moat House Hotel. <laughs> We're going to go off on a tangent. I just know it. We no, do it, it every just, time. It was a throwaway here. comment, thank mm-hmm. you, and she laughed. Um, so <laughs> yeah, very nice. So, what, what date are you on the Ed- the Edinburgh Jazz Festival? The seventeenth. It's, it's 16. the sixteenth. Yeah, I'll be there. Uh, uh, yeah, so uh, please. Uh, Please, uh, um, no, are you in Edinburgh? I thought you were in Glasgow. Bro. No, 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 I live in Edinburgh. Let's meet for a drink. Well, I think we should. That's a good idea. Yes, I, I, will, I will. Um, all right. Well, we, 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 we are connected. We know how to get in touch with each we other. We are so connected. As it, and close, as it gets closer, let's. Yeah, let's we can, a, we can wet your reed. Mm. <laughs> Is, are you going back to that the memory of the moat house? Uh, no, 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 no. It was pills. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. Yes, I, w- I will give you a shout, my good man. Oh, lovely. Yes. Well, thank you very much for talking to us. It's been fantastic. It's been lovely. And I can't believe that's that all. You were at the the event with Joan Collins. I know. I won't be joining oh. you on the sixteenth because I have the pleasure of Nottingham Glee. Goodness. Things, oh. are, things are going well for Jojo if she's in Nottingham <laughs> with the sex dolls room. The streets. <laughs> Not funny, but true. <laughs> we didn't even we didn't even get to talk about my friend Nick Revel. Aren't you? Aren't you both? Oh, we are big with friends Nick? with Nick Revel. In fact, yeah. I saw Nick Revel very recently because he'd write some of the material for Jonathan Pye. Because Jonathan yes. Pye, so I do Jonathan Pye's tour support, and so oh, do you? Yeah, so doesn't like to mention it. I do like to mention no. it all the time <laughs> and shut your actual face. Exactly. Thank you. Did Hammersmith Apollo? 
Mm-hmm. So yes, nice. so I saw Nick nice. quite recently when we were yeah the we bar. Were she did the bar and the well, That's where Nick would have been as <laughs> well yeah. for sure. Yeah. Do you know I love uh, his? It's Muriel, isn't it? Yeah, Muriel is. Yeah, because she reminds Scottish me lass. of Jean Brodie. Does she? Yes, there's something about that. She's she's very like the the Maggie Smith character. No, they, they oh. they're a lovely couple. Yeah, they're the best. I I had when I when I played with Barry uh, when we did the O2, we had a night off the night before, and I I I actually drove the the van that I or the SUV that I was driving around the UK. I drove it all the way to where they live in uh, in North London and had had dinner. I always uh, I tend to have dinner at their house uh-huh. when I when I arrive in London. The night I arrive, I'll, I'll get in you know at, at at ten in the morning, sleep for a few hours, and then go to their place and drink gin and tonics until I can't see. This time I drank fewer because I was driving. But well, still. it was funny. The last time I saw <laughs> Nick was in Newcastle, and he found me asleep on the bar of the powerhouse. <laughs> Yeah, so I'd had a bit of a night of it. <laughs> oh dear, uh, d- d- um, he is lovely. Yeah, because you tweeted me that you um, that the um, that you'd seen them, and yeah, that kind of yeah, they're stuff. the they're the best. They're they're yeah. d- some of my uh, my dearest friends in the world, and it's uh, they they were threatening to move uh, to Edinburgh, but uh, uh, he's he's been so busy, uh, mm. especially with the Jonathan Pye thing that yeah. uh, they've sort of put that on hold. I I think I'm probably giving away. Uh, too many trade secrets here, but I, I only just found out that he was working with Jonathan Pye lately. With and I mean, it's a perfect. A perfect oh, it's great! It's absolutely because he's so good at writing rants, so it's perfect. It indeed, yeah, rants and the the political stuff and and the really smart stuff and yeah, he's uh, he's great. I love I love his uh, I love his. He doesn't do stand up nearly enough, in my opinion, anymore. He's a lazy bastard. Yeah, well, that's what. Yeah, exactly what happens. But he is. He's very <laughs> funny, but yeah, I am. Um, because again, I was with Tom, who plays Pi, uh-huh. and uh, we got very drunk, very drunk. <laughs> but you enjoy that. Just I love to be a theme. getting drunk. I, yeah, there is a theme, definitely with me. Would you like to tell him what happened to you? No. No. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> fine. What do you mean? What happened to with me? your car? Oh yeah. Yeah. I went. Oh, to, no. So I went yeah. to Glastonbury, and I might have got very drunk, and then I oh. lost my I lost my car key. I lost my car oh. key at Glastonbury. Shh. And I never found my car key. What I did come oh. back with, I came back with the same lighter that I went with for my cigarettes. <laughs> but you know I, I was able to hang on to that, do you know but I wasn't able to hang on to my fucking car keys. Do you know why? Because oh. they found it and they sent it to Beyonce to wear as a clip-on earring for oh. Coachella. <laughs> anyway, the upshot was we had to smash my car window and get a locksmith out, but the locksmith couldn't oh. open the door. It was a night. It was a... It was a nightmare that was actually incredibly funny. <laughs> so when you drove back, did you not have a window? Um, I didn't have a window from Glastonbury to Gloucester. I had a black bin okay. bag and then decided <laughs> that that wasn't the best way to get back to Scotland. So we stayed in a no. travel lodge and then went and found somebody to fit a window the next day. I'm so not a keen on a travel lodge, I have to say. I don't like the way they term a pedal bin as an ensuite. No. <laughs> That, that doesn't fill me with joy. I also don't like the fact that you can't just walk into a travel lodge and say, can I have a room? You, well, you can. And they go, no, you have to apply on the app. So I had to Really? Sit. Apply? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's basically, what it's a lottery. What were you for housekeeping? <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I, I'm a scrubber. I'm got, wishing to do so. Could I have a she's bed got a new, She's got a new job in Gloucester. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. But yeah, you can't just go in and 
go to reception and book a room anymore. Oh, it's listen, all do you online. Not stand, are you familiar with the shop marks and Spencer's, Curtis? Of course. Well, their return policy is just atrocious at the moment. I'm not at the right weight and having to go to a graduation tomorrow and was trying to buy things that didn't make me look like some kind of red coat. And Mm. I couldn't take stuff back because it wasn't in the corresponding bag. And the woman wouldn't help me. And I said, bitch, please just get this refunded or I will have to speak to your manager. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Karen. Yeah. Uh, Well, no, (laughs) funnily enough, her name was Karen. (laughs) And she was being a bit of a Karen. And I said, don't be a stereotype, love. Just get the money back on my card. (laughs) Yes. And do one. Yeah. I, do I wouldn't want to make I wouldn't want to make you mad. I, I, I feel that would be a. a oh, do it's very Excuse funny me. when he gets cross. Do, do you know something? The only way to make me mad is to buy me single measures. So remember, oh. I like a double, double fisting. A double, okay. Yeah. I'll keep I'll keep it in mind. I'll keep it in mind for uh, for Edinburgh. Yes. Oh, well, I will see you next month. Well, I'm going to miss Good. out on that, but hopefully, I'll get the opportunity another time. Yes. One of these one of these days, we'll we'll get drunk uh, yeah. yes. without Bruce, and we'll talk about him. <laughs> yeah. Seems to be a theme. The Revels certainly enjoy that, don't they? So um, you can tell them that I'm speaking to my solicitor. (laughs) And if you speak to Nick and Muriel, tell them I said hi. Yes, do send them send them our love for both of you. Right, thank you very much. Lovely to speak with you. you It was really fun. Really, thank you so much for giving us your time. We much appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, what's that? Oh. 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 Godspeed, Robin. Hello. Bye bye. See you later, Coo. <laughs> Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.